Welcome to Inner Work with Marianne Walker, certified life coach for the helpers, healers, and anyone who wants to up-level their life. Life is what you make it, and here we make life pretty great. Come on in. Hey there, welcome back. So today I want to tell you something that might come as a bit of a shock. (laughs) But did you know that there are currently people that live on this very planet that don't like chocolate chip cookies. (laughs) It's shocking, right? They just don't like chocolate chip cookies. And I don't know, honestly, if it's the chocolate that they don't like, or maybe it's cookies in general, but there are people on this planet that don't like chocolate chip cookies. But that doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the cookie. And it doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the person. Chocolate chip cookies are just not for them. And that's okay. So, of course, it's easy to see this when it's about a certain kind of cookie, right? Or maybe it's about pineapple on pizza or dog people or cat people or reading fiction versus nonfiction. And maybe even going over that list, you're thinking, no, definitely those are some things that they should absolutely 100% everybody should like. (laughs) And if those thoughts are coming up for you, let me know because that would be fun to explore with you. But really, if someone doesn't like this particular kind of cookie... It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the cookie or with the person. And we know that rationally. But for some reason, our very human brains like to tell us that everybody should like us. And if they don't think that we're super funny and gorgeous and brilliant and amazing, then that must mean that there's something wrong with us. But this is the furthest thing from the truth. I want you to know that you are 100% lovable exactly as you are. And if you don't believe this, book a session with me so we can workshop that together. Because you, my dear, are 100% lovable. This is absolutely and positively true. It just is. But (laughs) this doesn't mean that every person on the planet needs to like you. In fact, I cannot think of one person on the planet that absolutely everybody really likes, right? Even super amazing people are not loved and adored by everyone. There is probably somebody on the planet that thinks that this generally liked person should maybe dress differently or behave differently or they don't like their voice or whatever the case may be, or maybe They just are a little bit aggravated because they know that this person is generally liked by everybody and they don't get what the big deal is. So they've decided not to like this person just on matter principle. (laughs) I think it's kind of like those people that refuse to give five-star reviews because they believe that there's always room for improvement. (laughs) And, you know, truth be told, I really love these people because I too believe that there is always room for improvement even though I've also been known to share five-star reviews. But the fact is that there is not one single person on the planet that is absolutely liked by everybody. We might think that everybody should like them. You know, for example, we might think everybody should absolutely love and adore Oprah or the president or Mother Teresa, but not everybody does. And believe it or not, that's okay. And I am convinced that if there were someone on this planet who was absolutely loved and adored by everybody, they wouldn't really love themselves. 
Because the only way that I could think of that one person could be loved by absolutely everybody is if they crafted themselves to be a slightly different person with every single person that they came into contact with. So maybe as a general rule, they're a chocolate chip cookie, but then they meet somebody that doesn't like chocolate. So now they're either trying to pick out their chocolate chips or hide them. And then they meet somebody else that thinks, oh, well, I just really like those lemon cookies. I want a lemon cookie. So now they're adding in some lemon. And then somebody says, oh, well, I really like those, those macaroons. I would like some coconut. And so they add in some coconut. And then they meet somebody, they said, you know what? I only like one kind of cookie and that cookie is a snickerdoodle. So now they're rolling around in the cinnamon sugar, trying really, really hard to be a snickerdoodle. And the more they try to make themselves into a cookie that everybody likes, the more they inadvertently become a cookie that nobody really likes, least of all themselves, because they would never be able to show up as their authentic self. And how heartbreaking is that? Because not only would no one know their real authentic self, but if you kept pretending to be someone else, it would sure make it a lot harder to know if those in your circle that said that they really loved you, if they really liked you for you, or if they only liked the snickerdoodle version of you. I think that real love is being seen and accepted as your true authentic self. I know that I feel a deeper connection with those that really see me and hear me for me, right? They haven't just fallen in love with just the public version of me or just the work version of me or just the church version of me, but they can see the whole me and they see me and they like me. So it kind of stands to reason that the way to meet people who genuinely know us and love us is to show up as our genuine, lovable selves. And that means that sometimes people won't like our flavor of life. And that's okay. Because, I mean, come on. <laughs> Let's get real for a second. <laughs> like, do you really like every person that you meet? I mean, yeah. Like, you might say, oh, yes, I love everybody. And you know what? I say that, too. I absolutely love everybody. But do you like them? Like, would you choose to hang out with them outside of work? Or would you choose to go on vacation with them? Or would you choose to start a book club with them? <laughs> I know I'm especially picky about book club. I'm really picky about my books. <laughs> so probably you wouldn't invite every single person along for all of these things, right? Because you can kind of see where you're compatible and where you are. But even knowing this, it is so easy to get stuck in our heads and think that, well, sure, I don't like everybody, but everybody should like me. And then we get stuck in people-pleasing mode where we're tweaking ourselves just here a little and there a little, hoping that someone, anyone, will like us. And we might even tell ourselves that what we're doing is putting our best foot forward as we're trying to turn ourselves into all of these different people. But really what we're doing is people-pleasing our way into acceptance. I have three teenage girls, and so we talk about dating a lot and how to find a compatible partner. And we also talk a lot about their constantly evolving and changing friend circles. Um, you know, as you go from middle school to high school, and then as you graduate from high school and transitioning into adulthood, there's a lot of relationship transitions that happen during that time. And it can be hard to find a place where you really feel like you belong. And I, I'm always telling them the same thing that I'm telling you. Just be you. <laughs> That is the best way to find those that resonate with you. 
Too often, we pretend to be someone else in an effort to be liked and accepted. And we might not even realize that we're doing it at first. We might be so smitten with this new love interest or this new bestie that we are just convinced that, yes, we are the same. And we're just going to magically like everything that each other likes. (laughs) But take a moment to check in with yourself and see if these are things that you really are genuinely open to enjoying or learning to enjoy, or if you are people pleasing. I know a couple who, when they were dating, he said he wasn't that into sports. And that was great news for her because she wasn't really into sports either. But then it turns out he was into sports. (laughs) And after they got married, he purchased the big sports package for their TV. He spent hours watching sports and talking about sports and watching replays of sports and thinking about what foods he needed as he did all of these things. And he was definitely a sports guy. And that's not a bad thing, but it did leave his new bride wondering what else he wasn't being fully honest about. Did he actually like camping with her like he said? Did he mean it when he said that they had the same taste in music? It really raised a lot of questions for her in her mind about their compatibility. And all of that is because he was people-pleasing his way into his heart rather than showing up as his true authentic self. I mean, she really wouldn't have minded if he had told her in the first place that he was a sports guy. But he was so worried about losing her that he crafted this image of himself that wasn't really who he was. And of course, this is a relatively mild example, um, but I'm willing to bet that many married couples have had similar surprises pop up in their relationship where they think they know somebody and then they find out this new bit of information. And it might even show up in other ways. Like maybe we pretend to like action movies when really we only watch rom-coms or we pretend to love camping Even though when we think about the great outdoors, even like just a picnic in the great outdoors, all we can think about is the bugs. (laughs) Or we pretend to love trying new foods from new places and new ingredients when we're dating a foodie. But then the truth is that we really eat like the exact same meal about six days a week. (laughs) And none of these are bad things. It can be good to try new things and to open ourselves up to new experiences It only becomes a problem when we find ourselves becoming someone that we aren't, just to make somebody stay. It's a problem when we discover that we're compromising ourselves just to keep somebody else around. It shows that for some reason we have the thought that we have to be somebody else in order for other people to like us. And if other people don't like us, it means something negative about us. Practice being okay with people not liking you. (laughs) When we're getting to know somebody, we'll ask them those questions like, are you a dog person or a cat person? And we don't really get all bent out of shape about it. It's just information. And it kind of just lets us know the ways that we are, are, the ways that we are the same and the ways that we are different. And that's okay. And if you're open to learning new things, be honest about that, right? Rather than lying, like don't tell somebody, oh, I'm allergic to cats just because you don't like them. (laughs) But just be honest with them that, hey, I don't really like cats, but I like you. And I know that you have a cat and I'm open to learning how to like furry creatures. (laughs) Just be you. It can be kind of scary asking somebody if they do or do not like metaphorical chocolate chip cookies when that's what we are. But isn't that good information to have 
if what you're seeking is genuine, genuine compatibility and love and acceptance. It was kind of an interesting experience for me creating this podcast. I am absolutely, I admit it, I am a recovering people pleaser. And so the me of a few years ago would have been so caught up in how I was presenting myself that this would be like a highly edited podcast. (laughs) But the me at age 42 has now decided that right out of the gate, like if I want to find the people that resonate with me, I need to be willing to just show up as me, flaws and all. So while I have asked for a lot of feedback around previous content that I've created, I've decided that at this time in my life, I just kind of want to make what I make. (laughs) And this also means that so far, like I haven't asked a single friend or family member to preview my content before posting. I did play my intro and outro for maybe like three people, (laughs) but I decided that I just didn't really want other people's opinions to get in the way because I'm not, I don't want to people please my way into finding people to work with. I want to find those that I genuinely resonate with. Because my goal isn't to have the most listeners. My goal isn't to be the top-rated podcast. My goal is to build a tribe of like-minded people who value the things that I value, like authenticity, presence, radical acceptance, self-empowerment, and and all these other things that I love and value. So if those things resonate with you, awesome. I am so glad that we have found each other and that we've connected. And if those things don't resonate with you, that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to love my podcast. (laughs) My feelings are not hurt. I hope you find people that you do resonate with, but I'm just going to show up as me. And that means sometimes I'm going to stumble over my words, uh, but I am using this even as a practice for myself to overcome people pleasing and perfectionism. So I will be me and I want you to be you, whatever kind of cookie you are. And for what it's worth, So far in my life, I haven't found a cookie I haven't liked. (laughs) So you are totally welcome here. (laughs) I hope that you have a great week and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.